Do you want to know what's on Netflix right now? It made me so excited when I saw it. Matilda. Oh, I love Matilda. Who doesn't love Matilda? It's like the perfect film. Not just when you're a kid, but also when you're me, as an adult. Who doesn't like it? Yeah. To be fair, I didn't watch it that long ago, but I rewatched it again when I saw it was on Netflix. I, I managed to... I was just scrolling through my television because I've got the free view now. Yeah. And I never really use it, and I was getting ready to go out. And I was scrolling through, and I saw, oh, my God, it's half an hour into Matilda on, like, ITV4 or a random channel like that. Or, no, it was one of those kid channels. I don't remember which. I think it was one of the kid channels. So I was about to go out. I was getting ready to leave, and the TV was just my background noise. And then I saw Matilda was on. I just stayed. I didn't go out. It was lovely. Sensible policy, if you ask me. Yeah. And I did get phone calls asking me where I was. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was watching Matilda. Obviously, the people you were meeting weren't too important. They really weren't. They were my family. Like, yeah. Matilda tops my family. To be honest, even, even if they were, I, I'd be tempted to still just watch Matilda. Yeah, who wouldn't? It was so fun. I mean, I know there's changes from the original book. Yeah. But there's slight changes, and yet the film was still great. That that book made me want to be like a really clever reader, but yeah, I didn't quite go that way. It didn't work out for me because that book I originally didn't read. I listened to it on audio tape, <laughs> so I'm like, defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not even reading the book; I'm listening to it because my parents weren't the type of people that would read their child a story at bedtime. We just stuck a tape in the the cassette tape player. Yeah. Cassette tape. The one that you have to manually rewind. Oh, that, that's going back. Yeah, so they uh, we'd put that on and fall asleep listening to that. Yeah. I, I used to have a noddy audio tape. I used to have so many. Well, no, I didn't personally have them. It's just there was a library down the road. So library. I remember the day that I got my first library card. It was, like, amazing. They handed it to me, and I was like, great, I can get whatever I like. So I'd get books, I'd get audio tapes. I'd spend every, like, Saturday in the library. I sound like such a dork. I spent every Saturday in the library. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. They're disappearing too as well. I know. I decided not too long ago, like a year or so, not even a year ago, it was when I was doing all that reading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was when I was doing all that reading. I was like, how about I just take a book to a library and sit there and read? So I decided to go to the one that was closest to me, which is in Surbiton. My God, that place was awful. It's like two rooms and it's just a few shelves of books. Yeah. And there's like a few computers. There's like nowhere to sit and read like we used to have. Whereas the library that I went to when I was younger, it was like three floors and huge. And there's like a massive seating area with like cushions and stuff and a kid area with like bright colours and tables and chairs for kids. It was lovely. Yeah. You don't have that anymore. You need to have a type of place like that. My sister goes to one. I'm not going to say where my sister lives. <laughs> but, yeah, my sister goes No one to would one fucking know it, Matt. Of her child, so... No, true, they're Americans. They've probably never heard of where she lives. No, even the Brits probably never heard of where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> but Elsie's a bit young to start reading, isn't she? Uh, no, but you, you take her there. It's just a nice place to kind of hang just out with sit. her. Yeah. Rather than just keep her locked indoors and just put her in front of the TV and put on top yeah. TV or baby TV. I've watched baby TV. It's just colours on a screen. 
Why would you bother having a channel that just mm. does that? Sometimes it's patterns as well. It's a waste of money, that is. I know. Who's funding that? I guess it's actually pretty cheap to fund that channel, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. And the babies get mesmerised. Okay, I see their point. Yeah. I see their point. Still. There's not too many of those libraries still around anymore, mm, though. No. Oh, we're getting that really nostalgic already. Oh, God. It's funny how we're getting nostalgic. It's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, because this is nostalgia, the threequel. Let's call it the threequel. Yeah. This is the third one, yes? Because me and you did one, then you and Chris did one. Fuck it, why are you doing all the nostalgia episodes? <laughs> oh, it makes me sound like I'm really nostalgic. It makes me sound like I'm the sad one that's constantly going on about the past. I guess you are. I'm not. You... I'm very forward-thinking. Bullshit. I think we should do the intro music. I'm feeling nostalgic for the intro music. Yeah, it's been so long since I heard it. Yeah. Like, almost like a week. And I'm getting really nostalgic. (laughs) Already, the tears are starting. Okay, play the music. Talk about stuff. Okay, so the Matilda incident is this isn't the first time it's happened that I've seen something old on television that has made me stay home rather than go out. <laughs> um, it happened with the borrowers not too long ago. I think it was the late 90s borrowers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's the first time because I hadn't watched it in so, so long. Oh. And I don't know why because it's such a good film. So yeah. fun. And I didn't realise that Pea Green is played by Tom Felton. Is it? Yeah. If you go back and watch it, it's Tom Felton. Oh. You know that bitch that works at Sky? Yeah. She got to see him as well. <laughs> she did. How annoying is that? <laughs> it is annoying. She got to see at Harry Potter World. That was amazing. I know. She called me afterwards, not during afterwards she yeah she was sure enough to spread that picture around wasn't she <laughs> yeah god i hate her <laughs> <laughs> oh god i feel really bad for saying that because she's had a bad day at work <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy lordy it's calmer i guess it really made me want to buy the borrowers oh that's a classic though i remember watching that when i was a kid that was amazing that it one. was amazing and they had the tv series as well I can't really remember the TV series much, though, but I know they had one. Yeah. They recently did a remake of The Brothers in 2011. I didn't I didn't even know. Yeah, I, I knew about that, but I didn't bother watching. Well, clearly I didn't. I didn't even know it existed. It's never going to be as good. It's like, um, have you heard of Narnia? You've heard of Narnia, yeah. at least, haven't you? Well, we, when I was younger, because me and my sister used to like Narnia, they had a, a, a TV series of Narnia. They, they Then they did the films, which are nowhere near as good. I think most people thought that because, you know, they're not doing the films anymore. Yeah. So clearly not enough people went to watch them. The original, like, particularly um, the original, the TV series, Lion, Witch and Wardrobes, really good. I didn't watch it. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, oh, so much better than, um, than the films. The films are just like... I don't know if they got CGI in or what, but they just... They definitely got CGI in. There's yeah. There's a centaur in it, for crying out loud. Did you really think James McAvoy was actually part horse? <laughs> no, but done like the late 80s. Oh, you meant the TV series. TV series, really <laughs> yeah. good. 
I mean, they could they had CGI then. It just wasn't that great. But it's it's like much more like true to the like spirit of the like the books, particularly because it's meant to be like set in like nineteen thirties, forties time. Yeah, and you just feel it's much more true to that time. I never read the books, and I never watched the films, and never watched the TV show of the Narnia ones. Oh, I read the books as well. I didn't read the books. They're great. What books did I read? I mean, I read loads of Roald Dahl books, bringing it back to Matilda. I thought he was the most amazing children's writer. Yeah, I think for me it was... Did you ever read the Far Away Tree books? No. For Enid Blyton, they were no. amazing. It's about this um, really tall tree, and you'd have Mr. Moonface, you'd oh. have Silky, you'd have Mr. Saucepan Head and... I think I know of it, but I don't know if I read him. They were amazing. Uh, there's Roald Dahl, of course. Judy Bloom. Let's not forget every preteen girl's favourite author. Oh, well, uh, not being a preteen girl, I'm. I don't know much about that. Jacqueline Wilson. I remember Tracy Beaker on the television. Yeah. Tracy Beaker, the suitcase kid. Tracy Beaker TV show was good as well. I found. I don't. I found it annoying. I liked it. Yeah, I. I, I liked Roald Dahl though. George and the Marvelous Medicine was a particular mm. favourite. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, obviously. The Witches was my favourite because it freaked me the fuck out when I first watched yeah, it. Yeah, my sister It freaked me that. out when I read the book, like, I read it multiple times, and then I watched the film, and it, the film still freaked me out. Yeah. As a child, I used to watch horror films, and that never used to phase me. The Witches freaked me out. Yeah. A children's book. Oh, I had George and the Marvelous Medicine on um, audio tape, yeah. and some of the voices they did on that, like the old woman, the old grandmother's voices are really creepy on that. Mm. But yeah, and who, what else? And then there's Narnia, obviously. They were the books that I liked. And I'm not sure if you remember, um, there was Secrets of Nim or something like that. I know of it, because I'm pretty sure, didn't they try and make a film out of it? Yeah, they did. I think it was like um, an animation film, if I remember rightly. Mm. And uh, yeah, I really like those books as well. What other books did I used to read when I was young? I used to read a lot and a lot of random things because I was really good at reading and I really liked it. Yeah. So I always used to come, even like I told you about my library trips, I'd borrow books from school all the time as well. I'd come home with my book bag full. Yeah. And I'd make notes about everything I'd written. Uh, I should have seen what was going to happen yeah. in my life. <laughs> should have known from that point. As, <laughs> as an eight-year-old, I'm just like, I like this because of this. Yeah. I thought this part was rubbish. Oh, I miss those days. I do. Everything was so light and fun. I know. But also, like, the imagination, like, you really believe, like, trees could be really tall. Yeah. You know, there'd be characters living up them. Yeah. Or even, like... A credit to you, Matt. You got me the secret garden for Christmas. I read it first when I was younger, and I read a little pr princess when I was younger. I love them because they're so simple, yet they're so magical. Yeah. And I love the film adaptations as well. Oh, they're, yeah. ju they're just perfect. And I still watch a little princess at least a few times a year. Usually when I'm feeling sick and I'm at home, or when I'm feeling sad and I just want to cheer up. And just remember that every girl is a princess. Yeah. Every girl is a princess, Matt. Really? Okay. Yeah. I do love Secret Garden. That was, I used to look particularly... I loved gardens when I was younger. Yeah, it was so beautiful, that film as well. Maggie Smith's in that as well. Yeah, it? I think that was my first exposure to Maggie Smith. Yeah. And it was released in 1992. I couldn't believe it was that long ago. I know. Oh, but no, I, I love that. Like, I don't I don't think I read the book until I was a teenager. I think I read it when I was in about primary school. Yeah, I tried reading it when I was younger, but I couldn't 
get on with it for some reason. Mm. I just think Frances Hodgson Burnett. Yeah. She is a great children's writer. Yeah. Oh, one other one I have to mention is The Railway Children. Oh, yes. That's another favourite of mine. Because my, my dad loves Steam Train, so we used to watch that like every year. <laughs> So, <laughs> your dad loves stream trains. He did, honestly. He, no, he no, I'm not saying he didn't. It makes so much sense. It's nothing to laugh at. You know, I'm just like saying it makes trains. so much sense. I didn't <laughs> say anything else. <laughs> and actually, when I lived up in Yorkshire, because uh, that's set in Yorkshire. Did you used to try and troll railways? No, we used to visit to the, the actual railway where that's all filmed oh, and okay. set. Because there's Haworth and Oakworth and those actual stations actually exist. I've not watched that in so long. Yeah, there's two versions, actually, and they're both really good, to be fair. Mm. So there's a modern version, and like there's an older version from, I think, the 70s. I think it's the modern version that I saw. Bernard Cribbins is one of the versions. But yeah, I used to love the Railway Children. Hmm. Oh, Swallows and Amazons. I don't know if you know that one. I- I've heard of it. I've not been exposed. My dad had the book. And I remember reading the book when I was younger, and that's quite good. Mm. It's like, it's very much like, you know, uh, how, like, childhood apparently was in, like, the 50s and the 40s and the 30s. It does seem, like, very idyllic. We better talk about films or something like that. Lion King was the film I used to watch. So many times I watched that film when I was younger. Are you going to hate me if I say this, yeah? I already hate you, so... Because I know what you're going to say. You've never watched it. I've never watched it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know what happens, and I've seen the scenes that are mm. those scenes, but I've never actually watched the whole thing. Tom, you, you are a lesser human being. Blame my family. Not being racist when I say that. <laughs> right. Um, White people saying other people like lesser human beings. There's sometimes connotations to that. My family was shit, and I watched everything they watched, and mm. my brother and sister were a lot older than, well, not a lot older than me, but older than Lion King age when I was Lion King yeah. age. So the only exposure I got to those type of movies was when you had, you know, the rain day at school, so you couldn't yeah. go out into the playground and you had to watch a film. Yeah. But usually the films were like Beauty and the Beast, Sleeping Beauty, never Lion King. Yeah, I don't know. See, Lion King, it's the only Disney film I can really remember properly. I may have watched, like, the odd, like, one of others, but that's the one I watched, like, literally all the time when I was younger. So, you know the feeling you got when I said I didn't watch The Lion King? Yeah. You do realise that's the feeling I get whenever I remember that you haven't watched Die Hard, you haven't watched Terminator, and all those 80s classics. We're talking about Lion King. You know, lions, kids. It's it's, it's not necessarily a surprise I haven't seen Die Hard. It is a surprise because everybody's watched Die Hard. Not everybody has. Everybody! Everyone should have watched Lion King. How could you miss it when you were a kid? Well, because nobody showed it to me. Oh, I don't know. I I really feel sorry for your childhood, you know. Sometimes I do too. I just, oh, unbelievable. The other one, Home Alone. That was another one. Oh, Home Alone. But Home Alone 2 with Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, that's my favourite scene in the movie. No, the first one, all the way. That's my favourite. Actually, I did like, what was it called? Escape to New York or something. Lost in New York. No, I never liked that one for some reason. I liked it. It's a bit like Taken. How many times can you forget your fucking kid? Uh, Well, they didn't actually forget him that time. He just ran onto the wrong plane. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's not a great sign of parenting, is it? No, how could the social services not be involved? Actually, to be fair, there wasn't a third movie with Kevin McAllister. It was some other people, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe social services did end up getting involved. Mm. (laughs) That's the end of her childhood friend, Kevin McAllister. 
But yeah. Social services took him away. Yeah, I, I always wanted to be like left home alone just once. So did I. And then I think my parents took on board how much I liked the Home Alone films and decided to not leave me home alone until <laughs> I was like 15. It made like made look like being home alone really cool. He's like eating ice cream, cooking stuff for himself, doing his own shopping. Yeah, but then you realise you can't cook for shit and you don't know what to buy. Yeah, true, actually. I would I would have struggled carrying all the stuff back home. No, that's when that. he still was shopping trolley. Yeah. One other thing, the snowman as well. <gasps> oh. Christmas time, you've got to watch that. Yeah. That's tragic, though. It, it just punches you. Yeah. Like, right in the heart and then in the gut and in the heart again. The guy who did that, he's actually really good. He does, like, he's done other stuff as well, which are really good. Mm. Did a series, I think it was on recently, Ethel and Ernest. That's really good as well. I have no idea what that is. It's like, you know, yeah, the snowman was originally, like, like um, I think a little book or something like that. Yeah. He did one about his parents called Ethel and Ernest. Oh, okay. It's like, before, like during, like, the Great Depression. Oh, okay. Fun times. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have fun during the Great Depression. Right. I know, I did. Yay. <laughs> So yeah, but Snowman, oh, that's amazing. That that and Narnia were Christmas traditions in our my household when I was younger. Do you know what I feel nostalgic about? It's going to sound really, really, really weird. Okay. The first time I watched Fight Club. Okay. Because I watched it when I was like, I think I was about 10, no older than 10, yeah. I think. And it was the first time I watched a film like that. I can never get that feeling again. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times I've watched Fight Club since. I can never get that first initial shock feeling of Tyler and finding out, oh, my God, it's him and what the fuckery is going on. <laughs> and it's like, you don't talk about Fight Club. I went into school saying, you do not talk about Fight Club, like in a higher-pitched voice because I was yeah. 10. <laughs> and then no one knew what I was talking about. I can never get that first watch again. Mm. Same thing with the cinema, actually. That's what I regret. I go to the cinema a lot now. But I could never go again for the first time because that was exciting. Yeah, that was. And for me as well, it was to watch Harry Potter as well. Mine too. That was my first film as well in the cinema was Harry Potter. It always comes around to Harry Potter, but doesn't it, with us? Yeah, pretty Harry, amazing film to see for the first time at the cinema. And they were like us. Those students were like us. Yeah. Yet they defeated the three-headed dog. I know. And Voldemort and got the Philosopher's Stone. And saved the day, and they were 11. They were the same, well, they were a little bit older than us. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was beautiful. Like, the staircases moving, and it was yeah. on a massive screen. That made me love film, I think. I so love reading the books as well. Yeah, the books just, were You could escape into that whole world. Yeah. I remember every time I read one of the books for the first time, I read them within, like, a couple of days. Yeah. Didn't matter how long the book was. I would finish it within a couple of days because I had to read it. It's a compulsive urge. And J.K. Rowling was smart about this because all the books got released in, like, July, June, July time. Yeah. So no one had to go into school. Yeah. That was, like, the one book in my uncle and aunt that said, yeah, you can get that on the day it comes out. That was amazing. Get that on the day. Oh. And then also, um, is it Goblet of Fire? That's the first Harry Potter book I owned my actual self. Our lives are so similar. That was the first one I owned as well. Yeah. My mum actually went and got me my own copy instead of me just having to wait for my sister to bloody read it. Yeah, mine has my name on it and everything. Yeah. But it's like falling apart because <sighs> me of the times I've read it and then my little brother read it as well. <laughs> 
the book is in pristine condition, right? The Harry Potter books, they're read to death, literally, yeah. which is why I want to get one of those, like, new box sets of those ah, books. I got, I got one of them. Oh, you cunt. Yeah, got a nice red box. It's really, really nice, actually. So that's why I want to get one, because I've got most of the... I think I've got from book three up. I don't have one and two, but that's oh. why I want to get them, because the books are just falling apart, because me, my older brother, my younger brother, we've read them constantly. Yeah, well, what's weird with mine is, like, the fifth one, the uh, Order of Phoenix, I've got that in hardback, but that's falling so apart I. more than the fourth book, which is in paperback. Yeah, it is weird. The fourth one, a few of the front pages are coming out, yeah. but they're not the ones with the actual story in it. It's, you know, the dedications and all that stuff. Yeah. Apart from that and, like, the actual spine, that one's all right. Yeah. But yeah, the Order of the Phoenix, that is falling apart. The Order of Phoenix is my favourite book that I own because it's not even mine. I managed to steal it off my cousin <laughs> and he never, and he, I've never given it back. Because wow. usually it's the other way around. People borrow my shit. Yeah. And they never give it back. So that was just like my own get your own back type thing. Yeah. Right. Harry Potter's amazing. Haven't we spoken about that before? We always speak about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is a rehash of of everything we've ever spoken about. Yeah. Because for me, like, if if my, if like childhood, proper like childhood, like being a kid, I think it was like the faraway tree in like Narnia. And then in like my teenage years was Harry Potter. Mm. I think that's how it worked for me. I was mainly like Roald Dahl, Judy Bloom, and like a smattering of other things. Like Paul Jennings, the Australian writer. Yeah. He was good. I think I've spoken about him before. He was really good and I really loved his stuff. Mm. And they were always so short because it was a compilation of short stories. So yeah. It's easy to read as well. Yeah. And it's easy to keep your attention. And then you realize how much you've read and you like, oh, I finished the book. And it's only been a day. Yeah. Uh, and then Harry Potter, I was actually pretty young when I got into Harry Potter. I think I was, I hadn't even left primary school. I know I was still in primary school. I didn't actually like it at first. You bastard. I couldn't read the first. Because I, I, I've actually, my first book I read was the third one. I couldn't get on with the first book. I don't bit. understand that. Because cause it's the beginning and it's like it's set in the scene a lot. And yeah, everything has exposition. Yeah, but I, I prefer it once you're like straight in there, to be honest so weird i know i've read it from the beginning to the end several times over no i no, i do I, I read it now but at the time i didn't like it for some reason okay so yeah oh when there's a teenager there's um there's artemis fowl as well i remember liking that i don't know what that is i can't even remember what it's entirely about now but i remember liking it and there was oh the series of unfortunate events i quite like that as well i didn't read the books but i watched the film and i've watched the new tv show which is really really good it's come on netflix with like neil patrick harris yeah it is so good and alfrey woodard's in it so many people are in it yeah i read all however many books there were my friend used to lend them to me until i started getting my own so I think Annie loves those books as well. I think they are slightly like a quiet taste. Well, I like the TV show and I like the film. Yeah. So clearly I like the story. Yeah, they are good though. I remember yeah. really liking them. They're weird though. I mean, Harry Potter's almost quite conventional in a way. What do you mean? I don't know, it's a bit more conventional. Like, whereas a series as in of storytelling. Unfor- yeah. Whereas the series of Unfortunate Events, it is quite. I mean, considering he's writing about kids, <laughs> there's a lot of really grim stuff happening. <laughs> it is so dark. Yeah. How many people die? I know. All of them 
and I. And in really like funny ways as well. Yeah, that is true. It's like the dark humour is brilliant in that. It is a dark comedy. It's truly a dark comedy. I really want to get the books again because I did have them, but I can't remember what I did with them. Oh, good old days. I like the Golden Compass. I can, I can get into that. The thing is, I really like the first book. Yeah. Because I like that it set the scene. But then I wanted to buy the second book and my parents wouldn't let me. And then I mentioned to my English teacher that I'd really like The Golden Compass. And then he came in the next day and bought me his copy of The Amber Spyglass, yeah. which is the third book. The second book is The Subtle Knife. Yeah. So I had the first book and I was skipping to the third book and it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And then I tried to watch the film when that came out. It was so bad. That's oh, a pointless film, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't get it at all. It was so bad. Like that kind of thing. It's a bit like um, I tried to read like Lord of the Rings when I was younger. Could not get into it. I've looked at the books before. Yeah. <laughs> but I, they, they seem too daunting, and I'm just like, no. And then I watch the films, and I'm just like, well, they're kind of like the perfect films. I don't really want to ruin it by knowing that the book is better. Mm. I'm not even a huge fan of the films, to be honest. I love the films. They're the most epic, epic things I saw when I was that age. Yeah. You say that, right? You say that, because my cousin said that as well. And then I made him sit and watch all three films with me, which takes up a lot of time because they're really fucking long films. And he fell in love with them. So basically, you just need me to force you to watch them. I didn't like the whole CGI, CGI thing, though. That film is so advanced for its time. How could you not like it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just not my kind of thing. But it's epic. I don't understand how. I don't know. I find epics boring sometimes. Mm. Oh, no. Iconic film in my life. Heat. As in Michael Mann's Heat, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Because it was the first one, first DVD I ever purchased as well. Yeah. First movie. I watched it on TV when I was really young. Again, younger than I should have been. People listening to this are going to wonder why I wasn't taken away by social services. <laughs> I was being shown Heat and Fight Club, but not shown Lion King. Well, anyway, that is an iconic film in my life yeah. because it is an amazing film. It is great no matter when you're watching it. You can watch it during the day. You can watch it during the night. You can watch it on a weekend. You can watch it when you've been busy all day. You can watch it when you're sick. You can watch it when you're happy. It's a great film, but it was also my first film that I owned. Yeah. I remember seeing Goodfellas for the first time. That was pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. And I think 2001 A Space Odyssey was the one that really got me into films. Yeah, so. that's the perfect movie to watch, I feel, if like you want to enter the world of film. It's, a, yeah, I think, the potential what film's capable of, mm. I think. So, yeah, I was 18 when I watched that, so oh, never okay. really crossed my mind much about films, to be honest. Ah, I always loved it. I remember the first time I watched The Shining. Well, the first time I saw a bit of The Shining, mm. I was flicking through channels when I should have been asleep. Yeah. And then it came up to that scene, you know, when the attractive woman in the bath. Oh, and then yeah. he comes in, he starts kissing her, and she turns into this grotesque thing. I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> I freaked out. Do you know the films that used to freak me out when I was younger? What? It was the Harry Potter films. It was like Lord Voldemort, whenever he came out. Of like when he came out of Cruel's Ed and stuff like that. Oh, that's disgusting. Uh, I watched it again, like, a couple of years later with my dad there. And yeah. he's just like, you can't watch this, you're too young. And I was like, I want to watch it now. You can't watch this, you're too young. I want to watch it. Because my dad had come home from work, and he used to work nights, so he'd come home at, like, really late, and then yeah. I was up for some reason. I couldn't go to sleep. It's the same thing that I have now. Like, if I sleep early, then I'll wake up in the middle of the night for a few hours yeah. and then go back to sleep. So it's the same thing that happened when I was younger. 
So I was there and I was watching The Shining. He walked in and he was like, you should be in bed. <laughs> no, I don't. I want to watch the film because I'd watched it from the beginning. So Jack, they'd entered the hotel. It started getting creepy. And that's when my dad comes home. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, fine, watch it. And then he sat there watching me watch it, <laughs> watching me get freaked out. And then he was like, you're going to get scared. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I did get scared. Yeah. God. No, Kubrick was the first film I I got into, so... I, I still sometimes do Kubrick marathons. Who was the first one I got into? I can't remember. I think it was Del Toro. Yeah. Because I remember just loving the way his films looked. Every single film of his, no matter what the plot is, no matter what the storyline is, no matter what the characters, who the characters are, what they're like, they are beautiful. Yeah. So he really stuck out at me when I first started watching his films. And then I managed to connect the dots saying, oh my God, they're all by this person. Yeah. That was the first filmmaker I proper got into. Yeah. Because he had a unique style and voice and tone. And he still got it, even with films that aren't so great. Yeah. They still look beautiful. Like Pan's Labyrinth has got to be one of my most all-time favourite films. I've never seen many of his films, actually, to be honest. Oh, there's quite a lot. There's Kronos, there's The Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, have you seen his house? You know uh, Conan O'Brien's sidekick, uh, Andy Richter? Yeah. They, they showed a video of him going around his house, like uh, Del Toro was giving him a tour of his house. Yeah. And it's amazing. Some of the stuff he's got in there is like weird and creepy stuff, but it's a really amazing house. It's like how you'd want your house to be, I think. I know. Why do you think I always buy into all his shit? Yeah. Like the Cabinet of Curiosities, the Crimson Peak book, and all the other shit yeah. that's in my wish list that I can't afford. He's got a distinct eye for certain things. That's yeah. why I took up with him pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, there were other directors as well that I knew of, but he was the one that I'd continuously yeah. realised, oh, my God, he's good. This is great. I think if I was to watch his stuff, I'd probably like him. I just haven't got around to watching much of his stuff yet. I'd say you should start with Pan's... Actually, Devil's Backbone is really good, but Pan's yeah. Labyrinth, it's in a world of its own. It's yeah. in a class of its own. It is so perfect. Yeah. And I just love that he actually has integrity as well. Yeah. Because Pan's Labyrinth, the studio would have given him twice as much money if he did it in English. And he's like, no, it's not a story that's to be in English. Yeah. And yet he still managed to make it. It was great. It was beautiful. Yeah. I have seen, I have seen like, the, um, the famous thing from that film. What, the uh, hands? Yeah, yeah. It does It does make you want to watch the film. I haven't watched it in so long. Maybe I should watch it after we're done. I, it's one I want to watch eventually. I'll get around to it. I've got it. Maybe I should watch it when I'm done. I don't care about you now. I've forgotten that you <laughs> exist. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Perfect film. This is the film that we can end on. Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. I've only seen that once. Really? See, I listen, I listen to the theme more than anything, actually. You got a car? Ghostbusters! Oh. I like to think if Ghosts were real, we'd be Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I, you what, I had a really good album. It was like songs from films albums. And it had like um, the one from Dirty Dancing and Flash <laughs> Dance. Love. All those like really kind of 80s songs that were in films and stuff like It had um, Kenny Loggins. Is it Kenny Loggins, the one, you know, Footloose one? Yeah, I think that's it, Kenny something, yeah. Yeah, it had songs like that, basically. It was, a, oh, it was a really good album, that was. Speaking of Kenny Loggins, yeah. and that's when I first got exposed to Kevin Bacon, and that's when I fell in love with him, and I still love him today. <laughs> that's it, that's all I had I to say. I just wanted to talk about Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon, and his new TV show premiered 
to I say today it premiered on the 12th of May wow I, and it's called I Love Dick and he plays Dick <laughs> and it's actually pretty good because I saw the pilot it was Am- an Amazon one yeah so you know how they release the pilot and then you get to decide which ones they actually pick up so I saw the pilot it's really good I think it's gonna be good who else is in I Love Dick uh Catherine Hahn I think her name oh, is right. I don't know, because I watched it like a year ago. That's when the pilots go up, so it's going to be good. Kevin Bacon all the way. Yeah. Okay, so we probably should wrap this up. Is there anything else we want to admit to being nostalgic to? Inspector Morse. I used to love that one. I, honestly, I went through a stage when I first moved to Leicester when I was about 16. I used to watch Inspector Morse non-stop. I was quite a cool kid when I was younger. <laughs> That's like me in my libraries. Because he, like, he, he liked to drink beer, so I used to drink... Uh, apple juice thinking it was like whiskey that's how sad <laughs> I was I actually can't think of anything now I guess when we do we have to do another oh, nostalgia episode Philander I can't get nostalgic about Philander because I only just watched it a few years ago I only started watching it I'm talking it about Swedish 2000... Philander I haven't even watched that yet how can I be nostalgic about even it even though I've watched it like two or three times I get always, always feel nostalgic for it when I'm not watching it yeah so it's Wallander to me and it's English to me. Yeah. And I only watched it a few years ago. I haven't watched the Swedish one yet. Yeah. It's Krista Enmixon. Yeah, I know. I put his face on a Christmas card for you, remember? I, I remember. Yeah. Do you still have the Christmas card? Yeah, I do actually. Still around somewhere. <laughs> Is that only because it's got his face on it, not because I gave it to you? <laughs> yeah, <that>? probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so sentimental. I love all things Swedish, basically. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. You got me a map of Sweden, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I got you a map of Sweden one year. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty great gift. I've still got it down on the floor, actually. I can see it. Holding it in my hand right now. You need to tidy up. It's on the floor. Oh, that's got some books on the floor, yeah. Sweden. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. When we go plan our trip there, you know. Let's do an episode from the road. Yeah. Like, we keep saying that. We're never going to do an episode from the road. <laughs> We're not going to go away and do a podcast. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Because I know so many people have actually sent us all that money on the internet <laughs> <laughs> every time I ask for it. <laughs> so, so sorry, but um, we aren't going to do an episode from the road. But you can still send us yeah. money on, um, you can email email us to send us money. I don't know how that works. You can't attach a check. But at the dorksdeduction at gmail.com. And then there's Facebook and the Twitter and the YouTube and tell us what you're nostalgic about. And then that might rejuggle our memories so we can do a fourth episode of the nostalgia. Yeah. I think that is all for today because if we carry on, we'll never stop. We won't. We should really compartmentalise whenever we're doing the, yeah. the nostalgia episodes. And stuff. This episode, we're just going to be talking about years 90, 1990 to 1993. Yeah. And this episode, 94 to 96. I think that's all for today. <laughs> That's genuinely all for today. We're completely finished. Can't think of anything else to be nostalgic about right now. Me either. No. I think maybe we've actually released all our nostalgia in three episodes. No, I think we've got more. Yeah, we've probably got come tons out soon. <laughs> all right. Good night. Yes. Goodbye. Au revoir. So long. Sucker. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah.